0: relationship talk show for gamers i'm your host master wife
1: and i am master joe
0: yes
1: that's me (laughs) that's who i am
0: so today we're gonna be talking about competitive gaming and how it affects our relationships you don't say yes Hmm. Hmm. competitive gaming i think master joe has a
1: nah get out of here An i i've this. never played competitively in my entire life
0: uh, splatoon <clears throat>
1: that is a fabrication smash Bros. <clears throat> that's a complete <throat> these allegations will be investigated and persecuted to the fullest extent no you're right i i do play
0: competitively. <laughs> the rage is real but we'll talk about <laughs> a little later in our show just putting all my business <laughs> All of it. <laughs> but first, we're going to begin with our first segment, the major heartpiece of the week. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Not the club horn. No? <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Can we get one, please?
0: Yeah, we'll get one for one of the shows okay.
1: later. I just really just, just I buzz wanna, I want to just want everyone's eardrums. I just really want to have that. Sorry. Okay, are you going first today you're, or am I going you're first? You're going first. I'm going first. All right, cool. Return of...
0: Ladies first.
1: Wow. <laughs> Disrespect. Alright. My major heart piece of the week. Uh so well, it's kind of a reverse major heart piece. It's kind of like it, it it's a heart piece for everyone from everyone. It's a little weird. We sent out the back of rewards for the heartpiece podcast. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! go us a whole like two and a half months months later later. oh we're so cool we are so we're awful i'm so sorry guys we suck but we did it we did it we sent all of the back rewards out you should be getting them in your inboxes uh either you know
0: inboxes i mean (laughs) email
1: oh listen okay (laughs) i don't go to the post office and do physical mail a lot (laughs) all right i'm sorry um
0: that'd be awesome if we could send your back rewards actually through the computer like like digitally yes grab you, it. you
1: definitely save on postage yes and shipping awesome. tell you that but no we're happy to do it and it all, all covered and everything um but yes you should be getting the back rewards in your mailboxes <laughs> uh, sometime soon here, either going into early next week, or you might already have them. Like our good buddy Troyssef uh, from Twitter got his and sent us a lovely picture, which I've got right here. I'll, I'll put it in the podcast notes. It says, thank you, Master Joe and Master Wife. Glad to be a backer for the Heart Peace Podcast. Much love to you both. And he's got a little picture of the mug and the uh, postcard, the pin, and the sticker that we sent him on the desk, and it's just, oh, it's so awesome. So beautiful. So, yeah, as you guys get your rewards, send us a picture. Either, you know, use our contact form on heartpiecepodcast.com or check us out at facebook.com slash heartpiecepodcast or on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast.
0: So, my heartpiece of the week was actually something that happened, like, I guess, like, two days ago, I was, like, having this really, like, crappy day at work. And I was like, oh, it's, like, rainy and stuff, you know.
1: Oh, rain makes everything awful.
0: Yes, extra awful. But I was feeling so bad. And then I actually went to the Chick-fil-A because I was, like, hungry. You know, this girl is hungry. And when she's hungry, <laughs> she gets a little emotional. <laughs> a little. So I was driving through the drive-thru, driving through the drive-thru.
1: I was driving through the drive-thru getting and some food.
0: I was... You know, ordering my food, and then when I got up to the window, the lady actually said, "Your order was paid for. The car in front of me paid for my food." Oh yeah, you told me this. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" I didn't know what to do. I looked at her, looked at my food. I was like, "Are you for
1: real?" Like, That's Look so down, awesome. Back with your food now. Back to me. Who paid for it? <laughs> they did. Above you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah that was really really awesome yeah, i've always heard of the pay it for it and so mm-hmm. that yeah was really yeah. awesome to see that it was actually done so
1: that is freaking amazing and i'm very glad that that happened to you when you were having a bad day just a little ray of sunshine to break through the rain yeah it's beautiful
0: i can't stand to cry all right sorry no no no
1: can i have one no. I'm going to get one. Maybe not today. Maybe not next week. But one day, I'm going to get one. He
0: will still suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> all right. So those are our major heart pieces of the week. Now, moving on, we have yet another <laughs> special guest uh, here on the Heart Piece Podcast. You all may know her as Dino Pillow. Uh, we know her as Paige Turner. She's pretty daggone amazing, and she has just opened up. Uh, uh content section on our website called The Misadventures of Paige Turner. Ladies and gentlemen, the the Queen herself, Paige Turner.
2: Hi everyone Oh, Hi. there she is. Yay.
1: How yes. you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm tired. I just woke up from a nap. Don't judge me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no jubs. We were fellow naptivist. Uh, yes, we, we, we are. support the nap. We just
2: woke up from a nap, actually.
1: Yeah. Well sh- don't tell her. I mean
2: I mean sometimes you just gotta, you know, it's it's five o'clock and you're like, um, I'm just you know, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, Sundays, without a doubt, there's something that happens at, like, 2, right? Just, you just get knocked out.
2: You just got to... It's
1: the Sunday nap. Yep. It's standard procedure. Mm-hmm. You don't... It, you do it. That's just I what think you do.
2: It helps that when the sun goes down later at night, you don't feel so bad when you lay down at 5 or, like, late in the afternoon to... to to take a nap because it's not you wake up and it's dark outside. You like wake up and it's it's still light for about an hour, hour and a half. This and is so true. It, <laughs> Yeah, it's not that you wake up and you're like, oh, should I should I still be sleeping? Is it? Did is how it, much time did, did it pass? There's yeah.
1: only one time where I took <laughs> such a long nap that I was actually confused about what day it was when I woke oh, up. Oh, oh yeah, that only happened to me one wow. time. But I was I was so real. <laughs> it's
0: like, did I, did I sleep a whole day? You're
2: like, is it five a.m. instead of five p.m.? <laughs> yeah, maybe Master,
0: Master <laughs> Joe, Master Joe, when he sleeps, he's a log. <laughs> he, am I though? Yes, I'm like a sprawling you will log. Sleep I'm a forever. living log, ever. <laughs> but like,
1: it takes forever for me to get comfortable because I'm always like, eh, and then I'll move this way and then i'll like kick my foot up and i always have to like crack my hand and like if there's any wrinkle in the sheets i will find it and i will straighten that thing out because (laughs) i don't live that life i don't sleep on wrinkles okay i don't do it never no or crumbs no never never ever (laughs) freaking awful well yes we were so excited to have you on the show and we thought we just we just ask you a couple of things so we yeah. there's a lot of cool movies coming out and you know gamers like movies there mm-hmm. is a gaming movie <laughs> coming out called pixels um what do you think about that
2: i feel... we asked retro
1: dro and he changed my opinion of it but i'm gonna ask you and see what yeah, you yeah
2: no i i heard his opinion and i i thought it was real about you know oh, you being able it. to see yeah i did about being able to see the you know the people that we love on the big screen and getting to like share that with others but I just I feel like everything that they make that's gaming related for the masses isn't <laughs> really appealing to our market yeah. I feel like it's made for like the general people like you get things like uh what is it that really nerdy show on the television big the big bang, bang theory, big bang theory. Yeah. yeah I mean that plays on gaming stereotypes and I feel like that's for non nerdy people to laugh at, not nerdy people to laugh at. Does that make sense? It does
1: yeah. make sense to me.
2: Yeah. And so, that's how I feel about Pixels. I feel like, you know, it's probably a really cheesy movie because it's Adam Sandler, and mm-hmm. it could have been done really well, but I think that it's probably just like a cop-out. Hey, we used, like, what was the really cute little animated video game movie? With a little girl in the cart? Um... <laughs> Oh, Wreck It Ralph! Yeah, that, it was Ralph. Cute, yes. uh, yeah that, that was, was a cute video like game that. movie. Yeah, I think that awesome. could appeal to everyone.
1: See, when you said "Girl in the Cart," I was like trying yeah. to find some Prospector's Daughter movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was thinking
2: about Mario Kart. Yeah, versus. you did it right.
1: I failed. I <laughs> it's messed just, it
2: up. This just a little racing. No, see, like that was a cute movie. It made a lot of video game references. It had a it had an adorable plot line and lovable characters, and it was animated, so it had you know your kid moments and then your adult moments, and it's just all around a really good product. Yeah. Pixels just seems like another Adam Sandler. What did you just make? <laughs>
1: no, okay, would Pixels be any better if it didn't have Adam Sandler?
2: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I,
1: <laughs> Paige Turner keeping it real out here.
2: That's her he, alter ego. He hasn't dialed. been funny in a really long time. Like Funny People wasn't actually funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was actually kind of depressing and disturbing at the same time. Oh, no. And then like Grown Ups, that's a cop out movie. It just feels like everything he makes recently is like. They give him a lot of money to make a... I don't even know. It's meant to make a lot of summer money, and that's it.
1: Well, there's definitely going to be a lot of summer money made. because um, all like, the movies so coming out. Yeah, up. so, okay. Um, Are you a
2: moviegoer? Like, do you go to the theater? In- I'm always there at midnight whenever a Marvel movie comes out. Oh, wow. <laughs> now they do, like, 7 o'clock or 10 o'clock yes, shows on, on Thursdays. Thursday, yeah, So it's, yeah. like, it's really convenient. So they not have to, to consider be there. the workforce. yeah. So you don't have to be there till like 3 in the morning and go, oh my god, I have to be awake in four hours.
1: <laughs> I can remember my bros doing the midnight showing for all of the Lord of the Rings movies when they came mm-hmm. out. That was like the big thing. But yeah, they would be so happy to know you can go on Thursday now and, and not kill yourself uh, <laughs> at work in the morning. <laughs> Just awful. But we got next week. Um, well, actually, by the time people listen to this, it'll be this Friday. Uh, Jurassic World is coming out on the 12th. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, we got Chris Pratt, the freaking Alpha Raptor,
2: in this movie. <laughs> drift, he's drift compatible. With
1: raptor. <laughs> he drift compatible that's, that's, Raptor. That's what the lord. internet
2: has been saying, and I love it.
1: <laughs> it's really uh, yeah, but we're planning to go see that. Uh, a friend of mine is going to go see Spy. Um, what would have been yesterday, Sunday? Uh, with geez, what's the funny? The funny lady. What's I her, can't name? Remember her name? I can't remember, but she's in Spy opposite of Jason Statham in a comedy. It's always funny to me. Um, then after that we got Inside Out June nineteenth from Pixar. That's looking pretty daggone funny.
0: Yeah, it's looking pretty this awesome. Be it? Not heard of
1: Inside okay. Out is the one where they've basically taking the whole concept of there's little people inside of you, like telling you, like basically operating you. Like you have your oh. feelings and you know like anger and yeah they represent all this different emotions. Stuff. So and they like sit in the control center in your brain. In their
0: trailer, they actually have like two parents and they're talking to their like little their daughter about school and what's going on and you can see like the uh the different animated characters and their brains like telling like you know and ad- that like yeah yeah a like, oh
1: geez the daughter's getting spunky put the foot down and there's like a foot button
0: yeah oh, and the dad all, is putting the foot down hair. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they all
1: do have my hair yeah
0: and the dad is <laughs> putting the foot down hair. and then the girl like her emotions are like rage alert yeah rage alert. yeah it's, so it's, it's it's so
1: funny.
2: funny oh this is cute yeah. Pixar always kills it.
0: Yeah. And we just saw like Mad Max, which was pretty good to us. That's oh, really Mad Max
1: movie. was great.
2: I haven't seen Mad Max yet, but I believe all the hype it's getting. Yeah. yeah it's no, really Mad good. Max
1: is hype. Now, as far as hype goes, I'm not sure, but Terminator Genesis. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the Terminator movies. Uh, I mean, especially the older ones, obviously. Uh, Terminator, Terminator 2 being still the best Terminator movie and like one of the best movies of the 80s, period. Um, but jeez, man, Terminator Genesis—it's so split. Some people are really excited that Sarah Connor is kind of getting another main role, so that's good because she's an awesome character. But at the same time, with the trailer of John being like a half-human, half-robot, half-other thing, everyone's kind of like, "Yeah." So it's a little weird. I think it'd be—I think it could be good though. We got some time on that. That's not gonna be until like first weekend of July. Um, taking advantage of that Fourth of July uh, crowd, so hopefully that'll boost it. I think the Terminator series deserves better than kind of what it's been getting recently. They
2: spelled it G E N I S Y S.
1: They did. Yes,
2: I found it. They had to make it epic. I had to spell it wrong first, but I found it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is not the. It's not Terminator Sega Genesis.
2: Didn't didn't they make a Terminator TV show for a while?
1: They did.
2: So is this like part of the cast from that that they've kind of like? moved into the movies or is this like separate from that entirely
1: i have no idea i'm vaguely aware that they actually did have a terminator tv didn't series. they have
2: like a sarah connor tv show
1: i'm Something. seeing would have to look it up because i have no idea i feel like they did though i know there's been a terminator tv show um yeah it was called the sarah connor chronicles was, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2008 Holy probably moldy.
2: not the same because this is the girl who plays khaleesi is sarah connor in this so i doubt mm-hmm. that's She's yeah, the TV show,
1: too. Apparently, I had two seasons, which But going is, back in lot. time,
0: like, so you and Master Joe have some history with movies.
1: Oh, we do.
2: We do! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we
1: do have history with the movies, don't we, DP? Yes.
2: Yes, we worked at a movie theater together when we were in high school.
1: That was the best job, by the way. Oh,
2: like, my God, it was. For a high schooler.
1: Free movies, free movie popcorn and snacks and junk. And it you was only all... on the weekends.
2: Oh, no, I worked, like, every day of the week.
1: Oh, I worked on the weekends.
2: Yeah, no, I worked all the <laughs> time. But it was also just because it's like it didn't feel like work. Yeah, no. So when you got home from school and you know got you know got in your mom's car because I didn't own one back then, she dropped me off at work and then you got stayed there till ten. It just you, are high schoolers in a movie theater just dicking around. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and like to give you to give you listeners at home uh, or in your car or wherever you listen to the Harpies podcast an idea of how long ago this was. Uh, We worked in theaters. I saw the Incredibles in theaters at the theater I worked at. Madagascar?
2: (laughs) Madagascar.
1: Yeah, the first one. (laughs) There have been three of those. They're just now getting into Incredibles 2 uh, at some point, and Bradbury is still on there. So hope for Incredibles 2. That um, was
2: when the third Star Wars movie came out. Yes. I remember seeing that at midnight. Um, yeah.
1: I remember all like the Darth Vader's coming to go see it. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, gee, there was a Zoro movie that came out too while we were there. Because I bought a, I was going to do a Zoro cosplay when that came out. <laughs> I only got I got the sword and that was as far as I got.
2: You're like, <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sword cost me like 20 bucks on the internet.
0: Well, that's and awesome. So y'all been friends for that long.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the episodes that we were talking about before about um uh, meeting friends, I brought I brought you up. Uh DP, we were talking about me being in high school, being the new kid and having to join the band because my mom made me and how you <laughs> and Paul Baker and some of the other guys in there were just kind of like my support group in the band being a new kid and that just we just
2: Oh yeah, cuz we did band buddies. We were. Ooh. we had Band
1: buddies. I played saxophone band and you yeah, did they, the color guard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did this thing where whenever like freshmen basically uh came in that were new to the marching band um the, what they would do is that they would put a, a an older person with them so they were like your point of contact mm-hmm. oh, so if you had awesome. any questions comments concerns in general you could go to them but it was also like your first friend yeah. in the little community just so that you Aww. didn't feel like you were totally lost or didn't have anybody to come to because you know they reached out to you first and were like hey if you need anything." I'm this really weird human who knows all of the answers, <laughs> and I'm a little intimidating because I'm loud and crazy. But eventually, you will get to this level, and then you know you watch them grow up, and it's really cute. But yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm totally stealing that. So you you listeners, man, take that to heart. DP is still uh, one of my absolute uh, greatest friends uh, that I've maintained since high school. Woo-hoo! So there you go. Never give up on your support system. It's very very important. To keep in contact with those folks because you never know, man. You never know. Uh, So with that, let's get into our next segment here. We're going to play some Boost a Break (gasps) with uh, Pace Turner here. So Boost a Break, you listeners at home, you guys know what the deal is with this. It's our love it or shove it game. If you like what we're saying, you use the boost to get through. And if you don't like it.
0: And if you're in your car, use the break.
1: (laughs) 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 If you're in your spaceship, use the boost.
0: Well, you can use the boost in your car. Yeah, if you're in the Batmobile. Don't do it, though. Don't do it.
1: Yeah, don't oh. use the boost, because yes. you'll get a ticket. Yes. <laughs> Speeding ticket when you use the boost.
2: I'm sorry, officer. I was listening to the Heart Peace podcast, and they told me to boost. They told me to use <laughs> the boost. <laughs> that would be so funny if we had a video. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> car
1: behind me. They told me to use the brake. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't get us in trouble, guys. All right, we're going to play the game. Boost, brake. Here we go. We got four questions on the board for Paige Turner here. Now, getting to our next segment, talking about the competitive gaming, we know... Okay, patroner also goes by another moniker named Dino Pillow.
0: Her alter ego. Yes, yeah, this,
1: is, this is the alter ego, the Dino rage. Pillow. Well, they're really both alter egos, but anyway, yeah. she's a very confusing human. Um, <laughs> see, now you got me saying human. Uh, first question: We know you love Halo. Halo is like your 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 godchild of video mm-hmm. games. It's one of the first competitive games. Well, really, it is the first competitive game that you got into and stuck with for quite a long time. We know that you got a little bit of action with the Halo Five beta, and yet you seem to like it. Now, the question is the Halo community being in as disarray as it always generally is, since like what, Halo 3, is Halo 5 boost or break? Halo 5 saves esports. Halo 5 saves the Halo community and gets everybody back in on it.
2: I really want to say boost. <laughs> I mean, I do. Is just that because for a whole- the interest is there, <laughs> yeah. but everyone wants a different game than Halo 5. They don't want the Sprint. They don't want the Thruster Packs. But I think that of all of the Halos that have gone to this point, that the Sprint and the Thruster Packs work the best in this one out of Reach, Halo 4, and then whatever the Master Chief Collection actually was. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I Whatever think, part I think, of it was playable. I think that Microsoft has enough monies to support it the way that, you know, Riot supports its games, you know. Starcraft has its support system, oh, yeah. uh, Dota has its support system. So I think the Microsoft is there to to nurse that baby. It's just that if they don't if they had delivered Master Chief collection, we would already be back cuz everyone was ready.
1: Everyone was.
2: But they disappointed the entire community. So if they can if they can deliver on Halo 5, then I think that there could be a resurgence. I don't think that it'll ever be as great as like Halo Two or Halo Three for a lot mm-hmm. of people because those were like the heyday. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that's definitely you know? Halo Golden Age.
2: Yeah, so Astalgia. I don't think we'll ever get that back. But I mean, what is it? World of Tanks. Yep. Which is one of the most I don't even know where that game came from, but just like had a giant tournament with like lots of money. So it's like <laughs> these things are possible. It's just you know, if the Halo community can. If Microsoft does what it needs to do, the Halo community will show up.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, we're definitely talking about Microsoft, getting into our second question here. Uh, Forbes released an article yesterday. I don't know if you've heard of this or whatever, but Phil, Spen- or Phil Spencer, uh, head at Microsoft Gaming Division, uh, gave an interview with PC Gamer, the magazine. And he basically said, you know, okay, we've been slacking a little bit with our whole, you know, PC commitment. We haven't really been making a whole lot of PC games. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we have, like, the PC platform and that we make PCs, but, like, the gaming aspect, we really haven't been contributing too much. That's going to change with Windows 10, which is set to launch a little (laughs) bit later this year. Uh, E3 this year is having their first ever PC game show, just a a section fully dedicated to PC games. Um, The last real Halo PC game was Halo 2. Uh, they've had, like, some other kind of knockout, like Spartan Assault and whatnot, that are kind of these isometric, uh, third-person, top-down, you know, kind of strategy-type games. Um, but they're not counting out PC games uh, considering Halo 5. So, boost or break, Halo 5 for PC? Boost. Boost. That's a confident boost.
2: Boost. Would it be Just because the Xbox One is an awful console. <laughs> 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 no offense, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's is part it awful of the
0: because of the games on it, or is it?
1: I think there's a know, lot of things. I,
2: I think you know, I think it might be that because I think that the
1: it's just the library, I think
2: the the console that they sold everyone isn't actually compatible with the games that are being made for it. So, some of the issues that the games are having. Playing on the console isn't actually the game's fault, it's the console's fault. Mm. But we're all blaming the, the, the video games for not working. Mm. Um, I know that the, the live tile interface is different for a lot of people. I have a Windows phone, so I've been live tiling for years. Um, and it's just, it's user friendly, but it's just, there's no games on it that I think I've ever really liked. And you can just plug your controller into your computer. And mm-hmm. if Halo 5 works on that, and then dedicated servers, or even the way that servers work on the computer, I feel like it would be a better user experience, especially after the nightmare that has been the Master Chief Collection.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It could even help lift the competitive game, like we were talking about eSports, because obviously the biggest games in eSports are all on PC. Uh, have so... you?
2: Counter-Strike, people are still mm-hmm. playing oh, yeah. the exact oh, yeah. same everything about that, and it's on the PC. And, you know... No one ever left it. So if you, you give a quality PC game that people can love and then you have the ability to mod it on your own and you open source your software, things like that, you 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 give your community the tools to grow on its own. Rather than being like, We're only going to choose to give you stuff whenever you feel like whenever we feel like it, and we're gonna pay, make you pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. Right. And you're like, um <laughs> Are games <maybe>. generally <laughs> cheaper on the PC than
0: like Xbox One?
2: I think they're about the same unless you get, like, an indie Steam game yeah. where you can save money. But, like, if I bought, you know, what's a game that's come out? Like, Titanfall. Titanfall was the exact same amount of money on the PC as it was on the Xbox One. You mm. didn't save any money from buying it on one or the other. But I know that sometimes you can get sales on PC sort of like you can on the Xbox One. But it's just...
1: Yeah, either that or maybe they'll include some of the DLC for free. Mm-hmm. No, Steam yeah. does that. Quite and not a bit. to
0: go into a tangent because we have more <laughs> booster breaks. But they need to start making more games that have like where you can play on the same console or the same game. Yeah. Instead of having to order like two. Multiplayer.
2: Yeah, order like two games. Why is it dead? <laughs> oh, you have to do online versus local co-op. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, everything is online. Now. Like literally yeah. online to the point where like it used to be in Halo. Like Halo was one of the last games, I think, that allowed you to take a guest. On to, you know, the multiplayer online yeah. experience, in, you know. But now everything is like doing the whole thing where you have to have one console, one TV, one, you know, Xbox Live subscription or PS Plus or whatever. And, you know, if you have two people in house, you both have to have copies Your of own, everything, yeah, you know, computer, just to play a game together. Game.
0: So we would have to, like, if Halo did that, we would have to buy two Halo copies of Halo. What? Yeah, yes. I'm so glad no. we
1: didn't, but goodness gracious, there was a point <laughs> in our lives where we were going to get two you PS4s for Destiny. Yes,
0: yes, two PS4s for Destiny. We were going to get so two copies of Destiny. Do Destiny. doesn't
2: let you do guests?
1: No! What? Destiny doesn't let you do a lot. Okay, we could have a whole episode <laughs> yes, what? about what Destiny don't, but let's not. Um, so, okay, we were talking break about Destiny.
2: the... <laughs> break! Break!
1: Break! Freaking emergency oh. break! Throw the parachute! Anyway,
0: um, jump out
2: of the plane. I mostly play with people plane. online, so it's like I never have that issue. Yeah. Because I never really have to worry about playing with people in the same little area.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a struggle here for me and Master Wife. I mean, not even Splatoon is local online multiplayer. <gasps> yeah. Which brings me to the next booster break. I'm killing these segues right now, by the way. <laughs> segway good master. Job. Job, um, <laughs> So you mentioned the library on Xbox, just kind of not being there for the Xbox One. Wii U's library is looking pretty daggone sweet. Between the indies, not getting a whole lot of third-party support from, like, you know, Call of Duty and whatnot and those type of big games, uh, Ubisoft and whatnot, but the indie support is incredibly there, uh, and the first party from Nintendo, I mean, psh, they could carry it by themselves, as they, as they have been. Wii U for you. Are you going to buy a Wii U this year? Booster break? Before you answer... <laughs> Let me point out that we have also, we've also had Splatoon, your, your we've
0: Nintendo had Smash liaison, Bros,
1: we've got uh, all the Amiibos, all the good stuff for Mario Kart, we've got the 200cc, we also have some really humongous titles coming, another Star Fox, is supposed to be due for this year, Zelda got pushed back to next year, but it will be coming, and it looks like Skyrim, and it looks amazing, uh, but there is one title in particular coming out this year that looks freaking incredible, and it's called Xenoblade Chronicles X. And it is a humongous game. If you haven't checked it out, definitely do do a YouTube or something. It looks amazing. Um not you Turner. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners can do that in their spare time. But Wii U for you this year. I know you've kind of been See, dingling and daggling with it, so don't let break?
0: Mr. Joe bias you.
2: Right?
1: Oh no, don't 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 mind me. <laughs> I'm not
0: here.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with break, but No Well, it takes like two years for games to come out anyway, so we but can like my body. It's well, I mean, my <laughs> Xbox One has been sitting here for a long time, I and then know. once I buy the console, I have to buy the games for the console, and then I like playing games with other people, and then like that's you're like the only human I know that has an ex- uh, a Wii U, so that means that I'd be like Joe, play with me, Joe, Joe, can we play the game? Can Joe, <laughs> Joe can we play this soon? That Joe. sounds Joe. awesome. What are you talking about? The game? The game. Yeah, but when you're not available, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, I just hmm, which is a lot. I Wii mean,
1: you'd have to learn how to play Smash Bros. Yeah,
2: the the Wii U pad's very. It's just you know I'm. I don't like the controllers because they switch the X and B and the A and Y. That is Nintendo true. Nintendo like to ruin my life, that so I never hit the right button. <laughs> I had so a I, like, really play hard Pokemon time with that. Really hard because they flip the buttons. <laughs> um, so it would it would take a lot to to transition over and to get comfortable with their their controllers and the. the, the I just I don't think I'll I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. It's no. just I I know it's going to be like a Six to seven hundred dollar commitment, so it's like (laughs) League of Legends is free.
1: (laughs) Point taken, fair enough, fair enough. I will will not be so very, very, very heartbroken about that. I'll
2: just come over and you can watch me play Splatoon since we can't play local co op. All right, we
1: can do that. That I can do. All right, cool. We'll we'll put that down. Compliments. All right, last booster break for this segment. Uh, before we close out part one here E3 hype train, booster break. Is E3 gonna live up to the expectation this year?
2: No. <laughs> break. Break. Super break. Super break. <laughs> did you see what happened last year, Joseph? I, I did. I yes. did. Titanfall, please. What was that? Watchdogs? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Destiny? Okay, it took six months for that game to actually be kind of cool, but the fact is is that they made they bled out content way too slow and they're making pay for it. Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. pay for
1: the game twice by now.
2: Yeah, if and are still just playing like, Destiny. You could have just you could have just added all of these things in either sooner. Well, it's it wouldn't make me as angry if it wasn't the fact that most of that stuff was probably ready to ship with the game. They just yeah. didn't include it.
0: Yeah. So, so they make. So
1: uh, what do we have for for E three? Let's so.
2: Oh yeah, Master Chief Collection. No. Uh, yeah, what I yeah. thought that was REL. Well, no, that's well, we're still yeah. talking last year. That was part of the E three hype train that. They announced it like, oh my God, we're going to put all the Halos into one game and it's going to be in the Xbox One yeah. and you guys are going to get to play Halo 2 online again. And so everyone was like, oh, and then it, it didn't work. You put your game in at midnight. Like I got home from, you know, or no, I, di- I digital downloaded it all day, got home at midnight, like started the game up. Nothing happened. I remember, I think I played one game between midnight and 3 a.m. That, that when that on launch day. And then didn't play the game for a week because it's just, it didn't work. I've probably played it six times since then because it still doesn't work. You're like, I want to play with my friends online, but we can't actually all get into a party and play together. And you have to quit the build literally every hour (laughs) and reset your entire Xbox. The fact that we all know how to like hard reset or soft reset everything on an Xbox One just to get a game to work is really sad. It's really sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is insane. No hope for E3 this year. I mean, we got nope. Fallout 4, we got Star Wars Battlefront, Halo 5, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but I mean, well, they're trying to return to their roots, so you stop hope for Ubisoft. Creed anyway. Yeah, I mean, and they, <laughs> they totally botched the last, well, anyway, uh, Ubisoft. Uh, we got, Uncharted 4 got pushed to next year, but we are getting the Nathan Drake collection, which yeah. has all of the um, Uncharted games. We already have games. two and three. Right? Yeah, but they're going to be on PS4 now. Uh, so there's that you've got Deus Ex <laughs> Mankind Divided which Ooh, I'm very Deus excited X, about yeah, yeah it's from Square Enix. the
0: first game was pretty good like yeah, the oh, storyline yeah. well, was awesome
1: well the most recent it wasn't the first but Human Revolution is the one you're talking about oh that's the one for Wii U there's that, one that, before that? that oh yeah there's been I think that's the third wow. or fourth Deus Ex game and then there's uh,
0: Mirror's Edge
1: yep Mirror's <gasps> Edge from uh, the boys at E3 hopefully oh, maybe and there's that Beyond oh, Good and Evil 2 per Maybe from Ubisoft, Saw*, uh, as well as something that we already know about *Batman: Arkham Knight*. Yeah, really looking forward to
0: and that. And *Tomb one. Raider*, which is not open. Oh, yeah, well,
1: it. Yes, the rise of the okay. Tomb Raider. Can I just say that whenever <laughs> I see the rise of, I immediately go to *Planet of the Apes*. Just want to put that in there, but it's going to be an exclusive for the Xbox. Oh.
0: oh yeah, I saw that. I think it's going to be time dare locked. Them?
1: Yeah, it's... wasn't it
0: originally PlayStation's thing?
1: It was PC and and then
0: PlayStation. PlayStation. Yes,
1: but but there yeah. was
0: no Xbox in there. Yeah.
1: The yeah. other notable title, though, is No Man's Sky. And Paige, I know you've heard about this one. Uh, no Man's Sky. It's it's a mm-hmm. humongous She's game. Saying, <laughs> but whether or not it comes out in 2015. Ew.
2: Why does this look so pretty?
1: Oh, it's very, very pretty. Oh
2: yeah, it is really it's pretty. It's
1: very it's 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 the most ambitious. But it indie reminds game me ever. of
0: Destiny. <sighs> Hopefully it won't turn into a destiny.
1: Hopefully it's just not very, very empty. I think that's the thing that I'm worried yeah, about. Like There's destiny. so many um, planets that you can explore and I mean the the, inf- the universe is infinite. It should be vast. like Coder,
0: the well, original. I mean,
2: that's a lot like when you play any MMO where you're like, oh my god, I have to drive. Or fly, or ride yeah. my pony eight miles that way to get to the next quest area. But then you're just kind of walking through like these open hills. The but no, this looks is, awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty. Space. Diagonal. <laughs> Space is great.
2: Space is great. <laughs>
1: Word. Well, that does it like for a, our booster break segment. Um, it's it's. Well, you were saying something.
2: Yeah, it's like a it's like a toned down star citizen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Star- when is Star Citizen going to come out, though? I, God, I feel like emails. never. I keep getting the emails. We made a new ship, guys. Go buy it. Okay, can we play the game now?
2: I think it's on. I think it's in either alpha or beta. It's probably an alpha.
1: Yeah, I think it's still an alpha. I and mean, there's still stuff you can do if your computer is hefty enough. But still,
2: no, not a lot of people have a computer hefty enough. But I think the people that donated, hefty, hefty. you know, <laughs> <That's-> ten <laughs> grand to that game probably do have computers hefty enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. We're going to go ahead and close out that bit. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then rebite back with part two of this episode, talking about some of that competitive gaming. Right, Master Wife? Yeah. Alright, you guys stay tuned. Hello, listeners. Have you ever experienced something like this while playing Splatoon? Come on, guys! I can't win Splat Zone by myself! Great! Everyone on my team has a Splat Charger! Why do I keep getting bad teams? <laughs> Hi, I'm Squilliam Cuddlebutt with a public service announcement for the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. If you're like me, you've probably had some blood pressure rising moments while playing Splatoon. I once got so mad after a rough loss that I actually exploded. I mean, boom, exploded. I had a rough time putting myself back together, too. But then I found out about the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center is the perfect place for kids and squids alike to chill out after a rough game. You can listen to the latest tunes from the Squid Sisters, ease the tension in your tentacles at their in-house spa, or take a soothing all-natural ink bath to wash the salt away. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center was recently awarded the Me Burst Community Choice Award, scoring a perfect 10 out of 10 tentacles for its commitment to the wellness of inklings everywhere. Nowadays, I still lose terribly most of the time when I play Splatoon, but I'm as cool as Calamari. If you are like I was and feel like you're about to literally explode, do yourself the favor, go visit the folks at the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. Tell them Cuddlebutt sent you. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center is governed by the City of Inkopolis. Kids and squids only. Must be covered in salt to apply.
0: Welcome back to the Heartpiece Podcast. We've been talking to Paige Turner about movies, E three major fails, and also destiny don'ts. Yes, what destiny don't? But now we're gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're gonna start talking to Paige Turner about her author alter ego, Dino Pillow.
1: Yes, the competitive lady gamer queen. Rage. The rage queen, DP. <laughs> Ruler of... Okay.
0: <laughs> so, like, I guess we
2: can begin by, like, how did you get into competitive gaming?
1: Yeah, DP, how did you get into competitive gaming?
2: I got into competitive gaming because I hung out with quite a few local, I guess, friends who were into it and then eventually ended up dating one and kind of got onto the Halo hype train Sometime back in
0: 2009. Yeah, I remember um, when Master Joe and you used to play Halo. I think Master Joe was into it more than you were, I think, at that time. Or he was, was playing a, there more. There was
1: a time when mm-hmm. I used to be the top dog. When, <laughs> They're like Halo 2. <laughs> yes, when Halo 2 was out. And, <laughs> and I would have these Halo parties. This was back when we were in high school. Before DP was really into Halo, I'd have these Halo parties. Be like, hey, you want to come? And, eh, whatever. Uh, and so she didn't make a lot of those. And then, like, after high school, she got really into Halo and then started kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's happening?
0: Yeah, you became the underdog.
1: Yes, I became the not-master <laughs> Joe. I became average Joe. Uh, but, yeah, no, there was that. There was another period of time where Donopulo and I actually teamed together and played competitively. We played Halo Reach um, on our team in-team. <laughs>
2: End team. Yes, why, why did that name sound so good back then, but now it sounds just yeah, too bad? Yeah,
1: I, I, you know, I think it was just Hype Train that we were on for, for teaming and playing. It was together. like what,
2: 2012? <laughs> yeah.
1: 2011? Uh, yeah. yeah, somewhere around.
0: 2012? And so, didn't you have a logo for that? You made a logo I did, on everything? I did.
1: We, <laughs> we had a logo, we had a Facebook page, we completed on Game Battles. Uh, or whatever it's called now.
2: Yeah, it was um, MLG's Game Battle.
1: Yeah, it was. Oh
2: my god, We had
1: no success, but it was a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) It was, it was, because you know what it was? Even if the competitive side sucked, we still had friendship. Yeah,
1: Yeah. friendship. (laughs) And that's the last part of what we're going to be trying to get into today. So obviously you have done a lot of competitive gaming uh, between Halo primarily and also a little Call of Duty. Um, More recently, a little bit of League of Legends. And, and getting into that scene, what kind of experiences had you had uh, with competitive gaming as it relates to the relationship that you formed and lost between uh, your interactions with people while, you know, on the circuit?
2: Oh, gotcha. Um, the Halo community, or I guess the... is, It's pretty brutal. <laughs> um, and, and that's not, like, a bad thing, but you, it's it's really easy to build friendships, but it's also really easy to have a lot of enemies within it. Just because everyone's trying to be the best, everyone's trying to you know win tournaments, mm-hmm. do as well as they can. So people will walk away from a team literally at the door of a tournament and go team with someone else if an opportunity ar- arises. Like they have no qualms in you know going, hey. So this other team needs someone and they're way better than all of you. So I'm going to go there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's part of the competitive, you know, scene is, well, yeah. you want to win. Sometimes, you know, you may want to position yourself and to be in the best position to do that, you know, and so it's, your friends just kind of take a back burner.
2: Yeah. So you, you get those people that, you know, you're friends with or like, for me, I, I made a lot of friends, but you know, back, especially when I first started playing reach, it was clearly obvious that I was lacking in talent. So, they wouldn't team with me because I wasn't good enough, but mm-hmm. we were still friends. So you've kind of got this awkward thing where, you know, you're, you don't have a team, and then they're like, hey, we need one, but they won't ever consider you. And you kind of have to, like, let that go because you know that that's the competitive side of them that won't let you on that team and not the friendship side of it that's not letting you on that team.
1: How do you, how do you manage that point? You brought a really good point there. How that <laughs> sometimes the talent uh, isn't as strong as the friendship per se um and that can go both ways but it looks like in the scenario you were painting you would maintain your friendship with people while not you know maintaining your competitive relationship uh to to a degree how do you maintain that or like that seems like it'd be kind of kind of difficult to do
2: being just being a (laughs) grown-up like and it's really hard especially when um i guess there's a lot of younger people who play but i was older than most of the people in the community when i started so I was already kind of in a better position of maturity and all of that stuff anyway. But it's it's just kind of realizing that they're they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to hurt your feelings, even if it is kind of insulting that they just constantly just treat you like you're subpar as a gamer. It's just knowing that, you know, we're all out here for the same reasons. And it's not the same as it is when, like, you do other sports where it's like, oh, we, we joined the team for the season and, you know, you bond and then you go through all of these trials and tribulations together it's like we're only getting together for this one tournament and this means kind of everything to us and then after that tournament sometimes those teams stay together and sometimes they don't so it's a little bit of a different kind of dynamic especially since you don't have like an uh, adult coach who's kind of bringing everyone together and it's not the same kind of I guess team ethic that you might be used to in, like, high school sports or right. college sports.
1: Because you kind of have to manage all of those, you know, personalities you should, yeah. and egos <laughs> yourselves, you know, amongst yourselves, which can be difficult.
2: There's, there's, no, there's no one to, like, kind of soothe over the problems. It's like you have to handle all of that between each mm. other. And, and there's then, no
1: authority, you know. Everyone's kind yeah. of on the same level.
2: Yeah, so, like, how in, in those cases,
0: is it, like, is it natural for one person to, like, take leadership of the team? Or is it, like, everyone kind of has their own... Level of input.
2: I think it's everyone kind of puts in their own level of input because there's usually not anybody who wants to step on everyone's toes because no one wants to be that guy that's like, hey, so I noticed that you've been playing with your girlfriend on Halo for the last eight hours and we've been trying to team scrim and you yeah, know yeah, the tournament's in like two weeks, uh. hmm. like no one no one likes being that person. Yeah. So you know that's how you get those like passive aggressive Twitter arguments. Or people who get dropped suddenly out of nowhere because no one wants to bring that stuff up. No one wants to kind of, I guess, face that stuff head on. And then even if you do face that at head on, sometimes it ends up biting you in the afterwards, where end up you get dropped because you're the you're the the jerk on the team for making everyone try to scrim oh, two weeks before a tournament. And you're mm-hmm. like, but I. I'm in the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes uh, that's a, that's another good book. Sometimes like being right doesn't make it right. A lot of yeah. times, you know, and that's <laughs> I think that's one thing a lot of gamers, uh, in particular, may struggle with, especially in the competitive scene. Uh, I know in Smash Bros, you can you know have a, a discussion about what character is the best. And on the one hand, you can look at the frame data and you can look at all the measurements and stats and say, well, obviously this character is the best. Then you can look at someone who's not considered to have the best data, but because of the way that people play with them, they can be very good with them and actually beat that you know, so-called best character. And then you have these different discussions and sometimes arguments that'll happen between, oh, no, nah, that person's garbage. Oh, no, just, you just have to learn how to use them. No, they suck. You know, And it's kind of like, <laughs> well, you're both right, but... <laughs> you have to have a sense of tact about it, you know, and discussing and kind of learn how to de- agree to disagree sometimes. Yep. So let me let me just kind of segue from here. Give us an example of a time where you, you know, in, in the competitive scene, just really hit it off with some people and made some lifelong friends.
2: Oh, um, so one of the first things I did when I was trying to get into Halo was I joined the PMS clan. Um, the PMS clan? Yeah, they're very old school. They were an all-girl clan. Uh, I think they still exist on some level, um, but they were, I think, really a big hub of female gamers back during like the early Halo days. So I joined them back in Halo 3, and that's when I met my friend Cora. Um, she goes by Toxic, to- Toxic Cells, Forever Toxic. So, well, something with Toxic in the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's changed it a few times over the years. But um, we we hit it off and uh that was probably i guess 2010 um and we still play video games to this day wow and we've we've been to tournaments together i think i've only seen her in real life maybe five times total Hmm. Uh, lives in nebraska but i mean you know one probably one of the oldest friends i have and there's a there's a few other people that i know but i think that's probably one of the i guess closest friends that i've gotten but
1: Super interesting. Okay, well then, in, <laughs> in contrast, is there, is there been a situation where you've, you know, been great friends with somebody, but because of the way that things played out in the competitive scene that, you know, that friendship kind of just tapered off? And can you explain kind of like just the intricacies of why, you know, without like getting into the details about it, but just the general sense of maybe why that happened?
2: Do you want like a, like an ugly like team falling apart story or like just a general kind of we moved in different directions story i've got both <laughs> <laughs> um let's go with the I, don't
1: know, I guess the general move in different directions yeah.
2: uh, that seems well, to
1: fit competitive pretty well some people take it more <laughs> seriously than other people
2: yeah i mean it's let me think if i've got a good one i think it's easier to think of all the ugly stories because it's just, there's so much drama, and I think that's part of the reason why there's not a lot of appeal to stay with it the older you get, because it's not fun to deal with. But um as far as just kind of general drifting, I know that um, a lot of the Halo friends that I had, I drifted away from when I switched over to Call of Duty.
1: Because, oh, yeah, different um, game. And that,
2: and that was kind of, that wasn't like one particular person, that was just like the whole community in general. Hmm. And then as I kind of got steeped in call of duty, it's like, you've got a few people who switched over, but like my friend, Michael, like I barely talked to him after that, when we used to talk every day and play halo every day, because, you know, here I was on a different game, doing a whole different thing and trying to do my all girls team and all this other stuff and going to tournaments where, you know, before I was just halo all the time. Right. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like walking away from all of that. And those people, like we recently, this is actually really funny. Um, Cora ended up swiping right on a dude on Tinder who she actually, we ended up knowing who played Halo Reach with us. And we haven't talked to this guy in like three years. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wait, I know you. And he's like, we do, we know each other. And then they switched gamer tags. And she was like, oh, hey, you're Premiere. Like, I know you. Huh. And, and then it's like, you kind of, you just drift from people. Cause you, you know, I guess back when you only had a hundred friends on your friends list, once someone kind of got deleted, oops, yeah, <laughs> and then for the listeners
1: at home can you just explain real quick what
2: Tinder is Oh, Tinder is this really t- horrible dating app <laughs> where you basically base your entire judgment on someone's picture and maybe like a three sentence bio and if you swipe right on them they can only message you if they swipe right on you so it's not like OkCupid okay where you can just get bombarded by every person that's desperate for love that's kind of rude <laughs> um, by every person who's just kind of like seeing what's out there and uh-huh. then um, and it, you basically can only connect with people who seem are mutually interested. Hmm. And so that's kind of how that app works, which is it just cuts down on the amount of random messages you get that feel like they're just copy-pasted. I'm sending this to everyone who looks semi-attractive on the internet, <laughs> which is what Okay OkCupid feels like. Right.
0: And um, I have a question. I was wondering, have you ever been in a relationship where uh, the other person was competitive as well as you and how did that work out like was there any like conflict
2: I don't think well, you
1: did mention yeah that you had dated a, a halo player before
2: yeah uh, but uh, that was I think it wasn't as bad when I was first getting into it because like clearly there was a skill gap that existed mm-hmm. so that like when they all team together and I was left to be coached like I knew that that was going to happen Like, <laughs> it's just like I've only been paying for three months. You guys have been playing since like halo one like duh, so there wasn't there wasn't a like rift because you know they were like he was helping me learn how to play, and yeah. then you know we would play like team Slayer together and all the other stuff. but then like when it came to being like super sweaty, yeah. you know i would yeah, I would do my own little thing and then you know he they would play so it's just like there wasn't as much of a i guess shift where it was hard to do that but i I know that from the people that I kind of interacted with throughout i guess teammates and friends online, I think that a lot of the people that were competitive, if they dated other competitive people, Mm -hmm. it was kind of, sometimes it worked, but most of the time it didn't. Usually the relationships you saw that lasted with other competitive gamers were when they dated, you know, people who were local to them that Mm -hmm. weren't competitive and just kind of understood what was happening. Mm. Um, And I think that's a little bit easier for people who were like making big money So like, you know, all these pro Halo players that were dating local girls, like they see what's happening. They see their boyfriends like sitting on a main stage somewhere and it's like, oh, okay, so you're not just playing video games because you you don't like me or you're just hanging out with your friends and goofing off like this is serious. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think the only, I guess, really, I guess, super competitive couple that I've seen as far as Halo community goes was um, Celeste Bittersweet. She won King of the Nerds season one. Oh, and then snipe down, who's been a pro Halo player since I think Halo Two.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: they seem to have somehow just—they're killing it, like completely happy <laughs> and just super competitive in their own ways. Like they both had separate teams during this last oh, Halo season. Yeah, I was
0: going to ask that. I was wondering if there was a, like a power struggle between the teams yeah, like, like when you're, the you're on the same level, like competitiveness. Are, yeah. That's yeah, interesting.
2: I think, I know Mm. I've seen, I think in the past there's been power couples where I think, um, well not power couples, but I know I've seen like a, I think there was a girl who dated a pro Halo player but she played Call of Duty competitively and I think that that worked for them because it's like they're operating in separate arenas but those games were played in the same places. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, they're going to different areas to compete, they're going to the same, you know, MLG tournaments but they're competing in different games so there's like, there's no possible way they're ever going to meet in a game. Right, there's no Um, overlap. Yeah, but and I think it's also a little bit different as far as the Halo skill gap because no offense to girl teams, but they usually don't do that well. So mm-hmm. it's like even seeing that in there, I guess as long as... If there were two amateur teams, maybe you'd be more likely to, I guess, face each other in a, um, like a competitive setting. But as far as the couples that I've ever, I guess, been familiar with, they were either on the same teams or their skill gap was so much that they never actually had a chance to meet each other in a bracket. So it was never like that potential crisis or (laughs) awkward moment was never going to happen
1: yeah that that, I imagine that could be pretty awkward (laughs) how important do you think well I guess let me put it this way there's a certain aspect you know even when you're gaming and like for us when we were on in team like you mentioned it was always a fun thing even if the competitive side wasn't quite where it needed to be to have real success how important do you think the fun aspect is Just remember, you know, because all the games, I mean, we've made them competitive. I mean, when Halo 1 came out, we weren't really, I mean, it wasn't even online. It wasn't really a competitive game. uh, But we've made it that way. But they're all fun. That's that's why we started playing them in the first place. How important do you think the fun aspect is when you you get into this competitive scene and you're playing with your friends?
2: It's so important. And I know it's really nerdy to, like, to think about how much fun it needs to be but when you're when you're playing a game for that many hours if it's not fun like what are you doing (laughs) like what are you what are you doing um I mean if you don't enjoy it and if you're if you're just doing it for the money I mean maybe you people do have the talent to just be able to to win tournaments or be a good teammate and get on those big teams and it's just they don't really care about the game or the people and they're just kind of in it for that one reason but I just feel like it's really hard to be successful that way unless you're just so ungodly talented mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's like that doesn't have to factor in but I mean when you're spending that many hours with people and then creating those relationships because I mean you, you have to talk to your teammates you have to hang out like get to know them There's a there's team chemistry I mean I know that there's teams that have won tournaments that absolutely hated each other but I mean they were kind of bound by their desire to win so I know that it it's doable but I don't know how other people can not have fun and somehow <laughs> dedicate a serious chunk of their like time and their money to something like that.
1: Right, yeah. Very very good point there. I think especially competitive, I mean, the the will and desire to win sometimes can overshadow and if we don't manage that properly, we can do some real damage to some otherwise very healthy, very good, very, you know, long-lasting potentially uh, Relationship, so that's.
2: I yeah, that's really I just, important. If you're having fun, it's not as upsetting when you lose. Yeah. Like when you get round one for the fourth time, which I've been there. It sucks, <laughs> but it's also like you get to go see all of your friends from Xbox Live in real life and actually hang out and see each other and you know goof off and have fun and if, and all that stuff. So it's like when it doesn't. It doesn't matter that you only got round one and spent the rest of the weekend watching Halo. You still got to go watch it and enjoy it because you love the game and you think it's it's exciting to watch. And then you got to hang out with your friends that are fun and exciting to be around. So it's like being in that environment and loving it means that even if you dropped a lot of money to go to a tournament, you don't don't regret it. It's like what you could have spent on like some other kind of vacation, but you chose to go to a tournament. And Mm. I don't know. I think that If you've got a fun element in there, you you don't beat yourself up so much for not doing well, and then kind of taking that out on why am I doing this if I'm never going to get anywhere, like a reason to keep going.
1: (laughs) Not bad. Uh, Well, shoot, that's some that's some really good stuff. I I think (laughs) you know I'm just like listening, like yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been to a lot of tournaments (laughs) where I didn't do very well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i have a lot of experience with what i'm talking about yeah. no not bad not bad at all but uh, before uh we recorded this episode we actually polled for some questions uh and we're gonna get into a little very short small q a segment here um gonna have to wrap up pretty soon here in this episode but before we do that uh, a couple questions so from <laughs> from twitter water dragon 1995 <laughs> asks what's your favorite tender moment
2: Oh, Tinder's been so much fun. Um, I saw on
1: your Tinder account that your profile was a picture of you in a unicorn mask.
2: Yeah, so some people actually talk to me like I'm a unicorn, and that's, it's absolute cheese. It's so funny. They're like, I didn't think I'd meet a unicorn on Tinder. And you are like, thank you. Um, (laughs) I think my favorite one so far, uh, which happened recently, was that a guy saw my unicorn mask and was like, I'm not going to swipe on this girl. But then he decided to look at my other pictures. And then I have the other one up there where I have the Master Chief helmet in front of my face. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, hold the phone and then <laughs> swipe right. So, <laughs> so he he saw the fact that like I, I had a it wasn't actually a Halo mask because the, the legendary edition of Halo 3, you can't actually put the mask on your face. So I literally had it just like I'm just holding it in front of my head because we, we saw it at work one day. And I was like, why can't, why did they give you a replica mask that you can't actually wear? <laughs> so flawed. You're like, this is probably so much money when it originally came out. You heard it, it here first, a ladies and gentlemen.
1: Gamer Rep will get you swipes on Tinder.
2: Yeah, it will. Unicorns it will. won't,
1: but Gamer Rep yeah,
2: will. Yeah, yeah. The unicorn mask is kind of 50 50 because my, my friend, who's a, a, a dude, he has a unicorn mask photo and he says he doesn't get nearly as many swipes as I do. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it's because. Girls don't have the same sense of humor, or they're just like, "Look at this fool; he's not taking this seriously." So I'm not. So I don't know if maybe that's kind of factoring in, but the unicorn mask is working really well for me. <laughs> and then my backup master chief mask. Not bad. So we have <laughs> a, we
0: have another question from at no, noten
1: croton croton
0: sorry croton zero zero. croton zero zero. He asks, "Is it hard to find time to play other games to relax?"
2: Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think when I was playing a lot of competitive games, that it was important that, you know, when you've wa- lost at least 10 in a row, to, like, go play something else. And Lego Batman was, like, my go-to for a really long time because it's, like, you, you can't be bad at Lego Batman. No. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's impossible. You can't be
1: bad at Lego games.
2: <laughs> so you're like, I need to go feel some success um but it's like but you know because you have bad days and you have good days when you're playing competitively and so having time to get away from that and casually game or you know meeting up with friends that you know in real life and doing games that like getting on a different console Mm -hmm. like going to see like joe and playing wii u and being like i have no idea what i'm doing and i'm totally terrible but i don't feel bad about it because i i don't know what i'm doing true story so it's okay (laughs) (laughs) and then you come back home and you're like okay let's let's get back into into this so i think it's important to take that time but i know that it's also difficult if you've got like school work girlfriend boyfriend and then your team has a schedule of practice and so it's just kind of like when do i sleep (laughs) (laughs) um it's just it's all about balance (laughs) don't you did you guys make the heart piece about that yet
1: we, we have not quite done the balance episode yet, but yes. we'll be getting there. We, we've referenced it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in some past episodes. Attaining the, the balance.
2: This podcast is here to help you figure out how to balance all of your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or last question here from <laughs> Facebook. We have Evan Stone who asks uh, a pretty interesting question. It's, it's kind of an off ball. But we were talking about, you know, Destiny and uh uh what was it, Watch Dogs and just some of the games that came out last year that were pretty disappointing overall, right? Right. Yes. Do you ever wonder if games truly just suck nowadays, or are we just getting old and tired of everything?
2: I think yes. I think yes to both of those things. <laughs>
1: a little bit I, of both.
2: I think that there's a lot of nostalgia that you get the older that you are. Like, I remember playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and like, that's that's the Tony Hawk Pro game for me. Like everyone after that is garbage in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like it's it, it's probably not that those games suck. It's just that like once you kind of have um, a period of your life associated with a certain game and like mm-hmm. certain memories, I think that you're always going to pull towards that. Yeah. It's like, like Banjo you know, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie.
1: Yeah. Hope so... for ukulele, but Banjo-Kazooie though.
2: So I, I I think it is just the older that we get. It's it's not so much that we're the, it's harder to impress us. It's just that we don't have the same I guess kind of memories that attach to those games the way that it did when you're you're either younger and playing with siblings or playing with you know neighbors or you know playing with I don't know. It's just it's a little bit different. Like when we used to go across the street and play GoldenEye Eye with our neighbors.
1: And oh, you, you had
2: to drag the N64 across the street with all of our controllers and because the 13 we were, inch TV. Yeah. And you've got these like <laughs> tube TVs. And it's like that, that golden eye is always going to be like the, it's, there's a different association with that versus like playing like modern FPS games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So
1: very true. Very true. Well, freaking fantastic. Paige Turner. That was <laughs> super good stuff. Diaries of a competitive gamer for you right there. Uh thank you so much for being on. Now, one more thing we wanted to talk to you about uh pretty briefly here is that you have launched like we said at the beginning of the episode a uh piece of content here on the heartpiecepodcast.com <gasps> that we are very excited mm-hmm. about. And I've checked out, Master Ravis checked out. And we're we're big fans of it as well, called The Misadventures of Page Turner. Turner. Can you just kind of help our listeners understand what is this all about? Who is Paige Turner? What are these misadventures?
2: Gotcha. Well, I stepped away from competitive video games and so still wanted to do YouTube and all of that stuff. So I decided to get in touch with what I know the most about, which is books. Um, so Page Turner is here to explore all of the amazing things um, that can be found in the I've got science fiction, nonfiction, young adult and graphic novel um, genres as far as the books that I'm picking. And basically uh, every Tuesday I will be talking about a different book that I've read that week and letting you know. Uh, what it's about and why you should probably read it.
1: So tomorrow, uh, June 9th, you've got your sci-fi fantasy uh, book coming out. Do you, do yes. you have a? Are you keeping that a secret? or you got a little teaser yeah, you want to give?
2: I put a teaser at the end of my last video. Um, I don't actually know how to pronounce the name of this book because it's spelled <laughs> like the Latin form of mort or morte. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent, but the e's in parentheses, and that's it, it's, it, it. Explains it in the book why that is, but it. Um, It's based off of... (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) Basically, ants become sentient, and they decide that people suck. And so they basically genetically engineer themselves to be 10 feet tall. Oh, my gosh. This is so awesome. They 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 come out of the ground, and they start messing everything up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So... Only the alpha males are the 10 feet tall ones, but they're constantly being surrounded by the little female ants. And how did you find this book? On oh my board, uh, Barnes and Noble had it. <laughs> and the covers, you know, the covers got a cat on the front. So I was like, hmm. Because, I mean, I read all of the, like, the Redwall books growing up. And so uh-huh. I picked it up and I was like, oh, this sounds like Redwall, but for adults. Because what happens is that the ants also decide to genetically engineer all of the other animals. So basically all pets, everything comes to life. And so the beginning of the book, you meet Mort, who's actually called Sebastian. He's a, your regular old house cat. And then one day, he's 10 feet tall, holding a gun, killing his owner.
0: Oh. Yes. <laughs> wow.
2: So <laughs> um, That's nice to go to sleep, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We have two cats. You guys cats. have cats. <laughs> yeah, yes. we have
1: two cats. And we took our cats to the vet. Uh, earlier today and they Thinking hate that, yeah, each other we
0: thought that that would help with the scent and everything but they're both hissing at each yeah, other yeah
1: before we would take one to the vent and then bring it back and then the other one we would just like hate her forever and we were like okay maybe if we take them both now they just hate each other <laughs> So
2: <laughs> now you're gonna wake up and they're gonna be ten feet tall and it's oh gonna be terrifying. God, that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. This is, so the, this has
1: been the last broadcast of the Heartbeats podcast, yeah, guys. So the
2: the story follows uh, Sebastian slash Mort. He's basically looking for a dog named Sheba, who was the, the, the dog that lived next door that he fell in love with Aww. when they were when they were like house animals. Um. So it's like there's a lot going on just from reading the back of the book, but then yeah, it's like 400 pages. Yeah, and it's fantastic. So I'll be I'll be going more in depth, but that's that's some of the goodies.
1: That if is I haven't called
2: Anybody on it? Ten feet <laughs> tall cat. Awesome. How insane is that? I'm gonna
0: read these books that you're suggesting, <laughs> and like.
1: Yeah, I know someone's already picked up Cowboy Ninja Viking based yeah, on your other from like uh, the, uh, last week's video.
2: Uh, I think it was oh, Texas awesome. dude. He immediately Tweeted a picture at me of the Amazon listings because he couldn't figure out which one was the right ones because there's like trade paperbacks and hardcovers and he was like I don't know which one I need. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have so you have the Misadventures blog in which you posted the comics beginner's guide that <laughs> goes through all of the trade paperbacks and the it single editions, all of the
2: lingo. And,
1: yes, because comics are hard, guys. Comics but are
2: really hard. They're really hard.
1: You're an avid collector of Spider Man, everything, but everything uh, Spider Man, unlimited Spider Man, specifically, you've gone pretty depth on that.
2: Mm-hmm. Or it's on Ultimate Spider Man. Ultimate
1: Spider Man. I'm well, I'm yeah. dumb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So page turners, basically, just talking about books, uh, sharing books, finding out what other people like to read. Um, my nonfiction books are mostly going to be nerd related. I read um, of Dyson Men, which is about the beginnings of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We was,
1: actually quoted a small piece of that in one of our earlier episodes.
2: Yeah, yeah I, f- I remember I found it and I sent it to you. because I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Um, <laughs> super, yeah. super So that's something good. else that's coming this month. But
1: oh, more, more secrets and goodies.
2: More fun things.
1: Well, absolutely, guys. If you all want to keep up with Paige Turner, you can do so by checking her out in The Misadventures of Paige Turner on heartpeacepodcast.com. Just click on The Misadventures of Paige Turner in the nav bar at the top. Oh. Or you can go to heartpeacepodcast.com slash... Paige Turner, you can also find her on Twitter at twitter.com slash dino (laughs) pillow. Maybe she will tell you the secret origins of the dino pillow.
2: That's on my other YouTube.
0: (laughs) And you can find her on the YouTube.
1: Yes, on the YouTube. Uh, Yes, youtube.com. I believe it's dino pillow roars was the one that you had. uh, The Paige
2: Turner one doesn't, it won't let me... Give it a URL yet, because I have to hit 500 subs first.
1: <laughs> Word, we'll get this lady 500 subs yes. so she can name her channel.
2: <laughs> right now it's like xcu143 something something something. User alert
1: alert. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Super <laughs> more <crazy>. gibberish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, p d p Been such a pleasure as always chatting with you, uh, both in real life and on the interwebs and whatnot.
2: Yep, it was fun. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely, yes. totally. Super good, that Paige Turner. She is totally quite awesome. Totally awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on competitive gaming and talking about relationships and stuff mm-hmm. with the great Paige Turner and Slash Dino Pillow. Yes, Dino <laughs> Pillow. Please be sure to check her out because she has some really cool content.
1: The woman of many monikers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, peace out, heart pieces.